Digital Marketing Radio, episode 231. The Extraordinary Instagram Funnel for E-Commerce. Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends shared right here by today's modern marketing masters. Have you been on Instagram for a while? but you're not taking it seriously. Maybe you haven't posted for a while, you haven't interacted for a while, and you haven't even checked your direct messages. If that sounds like you, and you own an e-commerce business, you could be making a big mistake. My guest today founded a brand called Beast Gear in 2016, growing it to be a mid-seven-figure annual revenue business before selling it in 2019, thanks in part to his extraordinary Instagram funnel. Welcome to the ex-owner of Beast Gear, Ben Leonard. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Ben. Great to have you. So we can find Ben over at um, benleonard.pro. Um, and as well as um, recording a podcast, live streaming in different places, um, we're also uh, here on Clubhouse. Um, so um, uh, joining us from Clubhouse is Rebecca Ward. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, this is so interesting to test out the, the podcasting and Clubhouse mixed together because Clubhouse is so big at the moment. Um, for audio, it's brilliant. It is, it is. It's it's such an evolving platform, a growing platform, and it's uh, people are so passionate about it. People are on there for hours, um, so it's it's great to be able to incorporate Clubhouse and hopefully a lot of interaction um, from Clubhouse directly uh, on this live stream where we're streaming in different places. So you, you can find Rebecca over at thinksocialbesocial.com. So I'm um, gonna have a bit of conversation with um, Ben first. Get um, Rebecca's um, um, thoughts on, on what Ben's sharing, and I'm sure her general thoughts on Instagram as well. So, so, so Ben, um, let, let's, start, let's start with you. Would you say that the number of Instagram followers um, is important? And if not, why not? It's relatively important, but what's more important is how engaged your followers are. So having a small audience is fine, provided that that audience is engaged and interested in what you're doing because you're putting out content that speaks to them and is important to them. Hopefully, over time, that small engaged following will become a much larger engaged following. There's no doubt, I guess, that having a large following is is helpful because somebody, so suppose you've got an Instagram account for your brand, somebody comes to look at your brand and you don't have very many followers, that can be a little bit of a turnoff. But provided the content is engaging and compelling and helpful, um, people will will catch on, begin to follow you, and soon that small engaged following will become bigger, and it snowballs from there. Okay, so you use that word compelling. So, 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 how do you make your Instagram profile compelling, um, or your initial posts compelling to encourage more people, I guess, to follow you? So, so, to a certain degree, what what are the more important aspects of the first impression that people get from your brand on Instagram? So, in my opinion, um, your Instagram feed needs to be a reflection of your brand. And your brand it needs to be a reflection of your customer. So people care about themselves. Um, even the, the nicest people in the world care about themselves on uh, very deeply in terms of, you know, we're all a little bit almost selfish. And brands need to be a reflection of the customers that they serve. So when we're building our brand avatar, we need to make sure that our Instagram feed aligns with that. So somebody comes on, you know, suppose you've got a, an arts and crafts brand. Somebody coming on to your Instagram feed needs to see something that's a reflection of them and their interests. It's no use just showing off uh, all the best uh, arts and crafts creations in the world, because 
that doesn't speak to the customer and they can't see themselves in that. You want to show sort of real, organic, often user-generated content that people can relate to. Okay, okay, so that's the brand. But what about posts? What kind of posts have been working best for you? Often uh, user-generated content, uh, which you can then brand up to to either a high a high degree or or you know very subtly brand it up or sometimes just repost the user generated content in its original form what i like to do is take user generated content uh, apply some sort of uh, branded aspects to it like our you know brand logo for instance uh, and 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 make it look a little bit more um, like something we created but of course tagging the customer in that and giving them credit for it and it 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 demonstrates social proof. It's showing other people on your Instagram feed, here's another ordinary person like you uh, doing the hobbies that you do, buying the products that you're interested in, and they're on our feed. I love the fact that you led with user-generated content there because I was checking out the Beast Gear Instagram um it's not, it's not a channel, is it? It's a, it's a profile? What's the correct phraseology yeah, for that? Yeah, a profile or a feed or a channel. Okay, Anything great. Anything like that will do. Okay, so there's, there's no number one word for that. Um, because obviously you have different words for different social networks. And I want to blank there on what the Instagram thing is called. Um, but um, I had a look at your, your channel this morning. And obviously um, quite a few posts are user-generated content. And that mm. pr- encourages a lot of interaction to begin with. Because obviously the, the initial person that's being featured that sent you the content wants uh, their friends to know that they've been featured on 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 a brand that they're particularly passionate about so it's a great way of initiating that interaction on there so how do you actually get someone to send you content to begin with so many people are on social media now anyway and in particular instagram is obviously an enormous uh, social media channel and the whole purpose of social media and indeed instagram is is to post pictures of ourselves and to be a little bit vain and to attract attention So in many ways, you don't really have to do very much at all to get people to post because they just will. Of course, you need to have a brand that is quite, um, say, Instagrammable. And in many ways, I was quite fortunate in that I started a fitness brand and it is very popular among fitness fans to post pictures of themselves in the gym or pictures of themselves um, achieving something. So perhaps achieving a personal best in in a very heavy weightlifting exercise, for instance, and post a video or a picture of themselves doing that exercise using your, in my case, Beast Gear equipment. But equally, people who are fans of cooking might show themselves with their favorite, uh, you know, very expensive, flashy Japanese uh, knives, or somebody might have the latest uh, new crochet gizmo, and they'll they'll post that. But of course, you can incentivize uh, customers to post. So uh, one thing that I used to do was I would, in the product insert flyer, which would come with with the products that I sold, I would uh, mention that if you post a picture of yourself with our product, we'll enter you into a monthly draw to win a prize. So you can you can add an incentive to get people on there. Great stuff. Okay, uh, let's move on to messaging and how you actually move use messaging in an Instagram because I know you're a real advocate for um, using messaging a lot in Instagram. So, um, yep. w- why do you encourage um, people to do that? And also, uh, the second part of that question: Do you manage Instagram chat inside Instagram or the Facebook business suite, or maybe a third party service? So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of messaging on Instagram, and the reason is that people buy from people. Not, not brands. And until you're Nike or, or Tesla, people buy from people. And too many people, they start a small business and then immediately 
sort of hide behind this veil of their business rather than being upfront and, and very personal about who they are, who is the person behind this business. And what I found when I first started doing this on Instagram was that people responded very well to being spoken to directly by the brand owner or at least a representative from the brand. So somebody, you know, would, would post a picture of themselves uh, with one of my products, let's say it was a weightlifting belt, and I would like the post, comment on it. But then I started to message people as well. And I found that when I was messaging people and having a real, engaged, organic and true conversation with them, they responded very well and they were very happy to um, reciprocate um, the attention I was giving them by perhaps leaving me a nice review uh, for my product or my brand. People like to get to know your brand. They, you need to get people to know and like and trust you. And a great way to do that is to show interest in them and their life. So suppose somebody had posted themselves with one of my weightlifting belts. I might click on their post and then click on their profile and take you know 30 seconds to a minute to scan their profile and learn a little bit of information about them. Then send them a message showing uh, empathy and interest in them and their life and, and the, the content in that post. And that then an organic conversation from there will spiral. And these are the kind of people that then become evangelical fans of your brand. They'll leave a great review for you. If you ask them to, you might not then even need to ask them to. You could offer them a deal inside of that private message to get them back on your website to buy from you again. It just works when you show interest in people at that level. Hans is saying in the chat, uh, fitness is easier. I'm a plumber. <laughs> How do you push being a plumber on Instagram? I think the answer there is to, to do a, a few things. One is to be a little bit different. So make your Instagram feed stand out. You don't need to just post pictures of, uh, you know, plumbing tools or, or yourself, you know, mending radiators or something. But people buy, buy products and services when they have a problem to be solved. And you just need to demonstrate that you, you have the pain, uh, you have the medicine for the customer or potential customer's pain. So if you can demonstrate that in a way on Instagram that gets your customer to know you and like you and trust you, then when they have that experience, that pain or problem again, you know, uh, their boiler is broken, they'll come back to you. Obviously, you know, the first place people look for a plumber isn't necessarily Instagram. But if you can start generating, you know, it's a little bit of a different thing here. I'm more talking about um, talking to, to, to my customers on, on Instagram for a physical product. For a service like plumbing, you're probably going to need to try and generate some interest through some, some, some viral content. And, and then when people have that, that pain or problem, they'll remember that you have the solution for it when the time comes. I love um, one tip that you shared with me beforehand was that um, you use mm. a product insert to drive customers to Instagram. Um, so I was yes. thinking it might have been the other way around, where you actually got customers on Instagram and actually drove them towards your physical product. But um, is it the other way around? Um, do you actually um, get customers from elsewhere and then make them aware of your Instagram channel after that? Yeah, it's both. So it's, it's a two-way relationship. So for, for instance, my, my brand, uh, we generated most of our sales on Amazon. And, and so many physical products are, uh, sales are now on Amazon. And in my opinion, every brand should have an Amazon presence, even if they would prefer the majority of their sales to go through their own website, purely because everyone is shopping there. And that's where, not, where all the eyeballs are. So what we would do is we'd, we'd uh, uh, acquire customers on Amazon. They'd receive our product. And then through the follow-up email and also through a, uh, with, a, with a PDF attachment, with an instruction guide, and then also with, um, 
with the product user guide or the product insert that would come with the product, we would encourage them to go to our Instagram. From there, we've encouraged them to go to our Instagram. They bought a fitness product. They're quite likely to post themselves on, on, on social media with it. And this is where we come in. We message everyone who follows us, comment on their post, message them when they post, engage them in a conversation, showing interest and empathy about their life and coming from the position of being an authority on this the topic, whether it's fitness or knitting or motorbikes or whatever. Perhaps offer them a discount on our website, ask them to review the product for us back on Amazon um, or wherever we wish to ask them for a review could be on our own site. Um, so it's a two-way street really, because then we're what we're doing is those people will then go back and buy from us again, hopefully now on our site and not on Amazon, but they're also posting. We can repurpose that content and post it. The content we post encourages other people who haven't bought from us yet to now go and buy from us. So it it's a, it's a flywheel effect. Got you, got you. Um, Anton's saying in the chat, um, how good is Instagram for local business? Is, is, does, does Instagram maybe benefit more of a national or international brand that um, can attract followers from all over the place? I think the answer sort of overall is probably yes. But that's not to say that a local business shouldn't have an Instagram account because if you're a local business that really um, engages with your local community, uh, demonstrates that perhaps you you do good in the community, you can build a loyal and engaged following, which is very particular in, in terms of the geography. So if you if you have a business in know, Bristol and you've got a you're a, you're a, you're a local health food cafe in Bristol. I mean, uh, food lends itself so nicely to Instagram. So post on there and and not just random pictures of the stuff you're selling, but post about everything that you're doing. Create compelling, helpful, useful, free content. This builds a sense of reciprocity in the people in Bristol who are following your 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 health food shop. And with that good feeling and reciprocity, they now feel towards you, they're more likely to come and buy from you. Got you. So, so I mean, I, I would say your, your process sounds brilliant and obviously it's worked um, very well for you. However, is it not the case that it would take a lot of time for a marketer to do this? I, I know you advocate using a VA. Um, could, could you perhaps mm-hmm. summarise um, the, the process that you recommend them to take and, and perhaps how much time it, it do, does tend to take on a, on a day-to-day or weekly basis? Yep. So let's imagine that you, you start just starting this process. So you've got a business, could be a local business, like we just described, a health food shop in Bristol, or you could be selling online. Maybe you're selling um, arts and crafts online on your own website and on, on Amazon, whatever, it doesn't matter. You'd probably start doing this yourself because in my opinion, before you outsource anything, you need to have at least a decent understanding of how the process works. Otherwise you can't manage the process and you can't manage the people doing it. So I would encourage you to message everyone who follows you. You know, take a, take an hour a day or a half hour a day to begin with and see if that's enough time. And if you're spending more than about an hour a day on this, you're probably reaching the point where it's time to outsource it. So message everyone who follows you. Comment on everyone who posts. Message them as well as commenting. And engage them in a real conversation about them. So um, suppose, uh, let's go back to the Beast Gear example. Um, if somebody followed me, I might say, hey, thanks for following. I hope you're well. Great pictures of your training session the other day. Looked like a tough workout. I see you're in Edinburgh. That's my favorite city in the UK. Because I haven't just sent them a random message. I've taken the time to click on their profile, look at the pictures of their training session the other day, and notice that they're in Edinburgh, right? 
it, 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 otherwise it just feels false. No one's going to, that doesn't wash. It has to be genuine and real. Perhaps somebody posted a picture of themselves with your product. So you might say, you know, hey, Dave, uh, thanks for tagging us uh, in your photo. Great action shot of you um, with your weightlifting belt. Uh, that looked really heavy. How many reps did you manage? Winky face. And then take it from there and have a real conversation. Over time, after doing this for a, a little while, you'll be able to build out some general templates of the type of thing to say and build out a standard operating procedure and train somebody to do this. And that could be somebody who's your employee locally, or it could be a freelancer who may also be relatively local, or they could be, you know, on the other side of the world. Great. Okay. I mentioned earlier that we've got Rebecca Ward listening in on Clubhouse, um, patiently in the background there. Re Rebecca, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think we, we had brief conversations before beforehand, and you were looking for Ben on Instagram, um, but I mentioned that um, it was probably the Beast Gear brand to, to, to look for. What are your thoughts initially on personal brand versus business brand? on Instagram? And is there any part of um, Ben's process that, that you've got an opinion on? Um, yes. <laughs> it, it was really interesting listening to, to Ben explain it, because I, I'm probably saying when I'm talking to my um, friends, clients, customers, to do the things that, that Ben is telling people to do. But the way Ben's explained it, he said why you should be doing that what the benefits are, and sort of showing you yeah. what that funnel, we all talk about funnels, but we don't really understand what it means. But I think the way Ben's explained it, you can then see the process. If, if I do that, that is going to happen. And actually that is going to benefit me and also make the customer and client happy because if they like your products, they're going to be happy to to buy again for you from you. I often buy stuff on Amazon and then think, oh, I need another one of those, or oh, that was quite good. I'll get a, a you know slightly different one and go back and search for the thing that I've bought. But if that person had contacted me and followed up with me, I, I'm probably, if I'm happy with the product, going to be more you know want to uh, buy from them again because they've reached out spoken to me it'll be easier to order from them next time because i know the product is there i know i was happy with it i know i was happy with the service and then i'm going to be become a, a repeat customer i was hoping that you'd say i disagree with everything you were saying <laughs> <laughs> well it, it was it was interesting because i don't like the word funnel so i you were i was listening to it in a way that i wanted you to convince me that that was the right thing to do. But I do agree. I think you it's not about the followers. It's about having an engaged audience. I don't have masses of followers. I don't need masses of followers. I've actually got enough work like um, that I can cope with at the moment. I'd like to grow eventually. Mm. But, uh, you know, I see my followers as, as my community that I help. And if they've got a question, they ask me. And if I had hundreds of thousands of people, I wouldn't be able to to do that. Um, also lots of people just post, Absolutely. just post and go, oh, phew, I've posted for today. That's done and dusted. But now you've got to go back, check the post, see who's commented, see who's liked. When they've commented, comment back with a question so that you're building up a relationship with them. Um, I mean, for me, that's just a natural thing to do. I'm not a salesy person, but I'm interested in people. But you mm. can see the benefit of that, if you are selling products or a service to build up that um, that rapport with people. 
and you, you you hit the nail on the head when you said that you'd built your own your own group of people you 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 you've developed your tribe and your tribe because of the way you have built a relationship with them they feel reciprocity towards you they they ha they they have good feeling and goodwill for you and are therefore more likely to buy your product or service in the future than just search and, and buy something else exactly and that's the reason i'm here today because um david said need somebody who knows instagram and my name was brought forward i didn't have to pitch to david i didn't have to put out an ad it's just that people know me for social media and particularly instagram at the moment and that's how that sort of reputation um you know ian's seen me he's spoken to me before he knows he can trust me one other thought about Instagram, actually, is that um, over the last week or so, since I've been broadcasting on Clubhouse, obviously Clubhouse um, offers you the ability to be able to link to your Twitter profile and your Instagram handle. Uh, and from there, people can find out more about you or, or DM you. And I've received a few direct messages on, on, on Instagram uh, from people on Clubhouse because they've discovered me on Clubhouse. And that's really just opened me up into actually realising direct messages are the, 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 the hidden piece of gold that Instagram offers. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful way to let people who don't know you to have a conversation with you directly. Is that something you'd agree with, Rebecca? Um, yes, definitely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people do misuse that, um, that, you know, you connect with them and immediately they've sent you um, some sort of pitch um, or, you know, they send me a message. They haven't really read what I've done properly. Um, this tends to happen a lot on LinkedIn and they say, want to grow your followers or your sales or whatever like that. Um, or do you want to help with social media? And I'm like, you haven't even read my profile and you're pitching to me. You know, you need to get to know the person and, and just because it's, it's nice to, to be social and you never know who you're going to meet. And it might be reciprocal that it's a collaboration and, um, you know, somebody who works in a gym has bought your gym gear and because you've been nice to them and treated them as a person, they then recommend your products to the rest of the people in the gym. Definitely. Um, listen, Rebecca, um, I'm, I'm sure we could um, continue this conversation for a lot longer, which makes me think um, you'd be a wonderful future guest in Digital Marketing Radio, and hopefully we can persuade you to come on uh, at some point in the future. But you know, th thanks so much for adding value today and kind of giving your opinion from Clubhouse. No problem at all. It, it was really interesting, actually, hearing Ben's sort of process there, and, and I'll definitely be staying in, in contact with with Ben. And I think, yeah, like you were saying, now that from Clubhouse, you can go straight through to somebody's Instagram profile. Everyone is trying to up their Instagram game at the moment. So this is perfect. Superb. Superb. Well, ho hopefully you can stay listening in there and we can maybe even get a, a further opinion uh, from you later on. But um, in the meantime, let's segue into part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Ben's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So let's start off with secret software. So Ben, share a lesser known MarTech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you. Sure. Yep. I really like a tool called Seller Chatbot. Uh, as the name implies, it's a chatbot uh, for sellers and it's, it's also been created by sellers. Uh, it's an important part of my sort of whole Amazon to off Amazon and back again funnel if you like or or network it's it's more of a network than a funnel if you like uh, it's really powerful 
it, it has an extraordinary number of fantastic uh, inbuilt uh, chat flow templates for you to use. Um, but the way that I'm using it is uh, it's a, similar to what I described earlier with Instagram. I, I'm driving people to into it from uh, my product inserts, my product PDFs, and also my email marketing, which allows me to um, have a, a a cross-pollinated, if you like, suite of, of touch points with customers. So for instance, I will have a, a flyer with a product which will say, get your user guide here and go to this URL and you go to the URL. And the URL lands you directly into the chatbot. And then quite a few things kind of magically happen. I've tagged that URL. So somebody coming into the chatbot, I know which product they've bought and I therefore know what categories they're interested in. So I can then market to them inside of my chatbot only to market specific products which would be appropriate for that person. So if somebody's bought a boxing product from me, I've tagged them as liking boxing and I'll sell them cross sell them other boxing products. I won't try to sell powerlifting equipment to them. At the same time, I deliver on my promise and I give them the user guide there and then right in the chat and also deliver them a, a demonstration video. That Chat now gives them a touch point to instantly on their phone, uh, ask questions and get customer service. And I can now uh, broadcast message to them, offer them deals. I'll offer them a deal straight away there and then in that original flow to drive them back to my site because the, the time somebody is most likely to buy from you is when they've just bought from you. So from that, that point of view, uh, it's incredibly powerful. Um, I'll also populate chat from email. So email marketing is really important and I use it to drive sort of about 30% of website revenue and I'll cross pollinate the flow there. So I have a classic email and one of my, it's one of my welcome series emails. It, it asks people if they would like to join a, a secret deals chat and uh, they open the email, um, they click the button and they land in the chatbot and I immediately offer them a deal and they're now subscribed to my chatbot and I can market to them in the future. So that's uh, that seller chatbot. And it does a whole bunch of other stuff. You can use it to help launch and rank Amazon products. Um, you can uh, integrate it with a Facebook ad to drive somebody into a flow to get them to search for your product on Amazon and then buy it at a discount, which will help you rank for the keywords that you ask them to search for. Um, powerful stuff. Yeah, I love the strategy overview as well as the software recommendation. So uh, thanks for sharing that there. But let's move on to something that you aren't using actually from something that you, you currently use. Next on the list. So what's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet, but you want to test soon? Yeah, it's, um, it's Amazon attribution. So I, I mentioned before that a, a significant proportion of my first brand's sales came on Amazon, which is fine. Um, obviously, you know, in exchange for all the eyeballs on Amazon, you give away a percentage to Jeff Bezos. Um, and of course, the customer is not your customer, it's Amazon's customer. So you can't, it's difficult to remarket back to them. You can, but it's tricky. And unfortunately, when you drive outside traffic to Amazon, you can't properly measure how effective that traffic is. Uh, so, you know, I can drive Facebook ads to my own website, say built on Shopify, and I can see how much it costs to get a sale and I can see my return on ad spend. For Amazon, that has been impossible until now or, or very soon. So Amazon attribution is in beta um, and it's coming for the UK soon. And um, it, this will allow us to, as, as e-commerce business owners and marketers, to measure the success or lack of success of driving traffic from external sources, like whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or whatever, 
to our Amazon listings. Um, and I think Amazon is very smart to bring this in because, you know, some sometimes I, I know I, I'm one of these people. Uh, people have been uh, hesitant to drive traffic to Amazon because they simply can't understand or they can't measure how helpful it is. So they want to drive it back to their own side. The moment we can understand how much how well it's working, we'll be more inclined to drive it to Amazon. So Amazon's very smart to to give us this tool. Exciting stuff. And do you think this is something appropriate for 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 almost any type of business, or is it only for businesses that are actively selling something on on Amazon? I think uh, it's only for business. It's the Amazon attribution model. Mm. So it's it's for it's for people driving traffic to 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 products on Amazon. Um, However, that's not to say you need to be selling on Amazon. Uh, plenty of people use the Amazon affiliate scheme yeah. to uh, drive traffic to Amazon. And if the attribution model will help them to see how effective, uh, it, 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 how well it's working, then that that uh, that that's no bad thing either. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I was thinking about because um, I, I've used the uh, Amazon affiliate program like many people in the past, and um, that doesn't necessarily have to be your sole. Uh, source of income and um, it, it could perhaps be a an interesting way of, of gathering extra data on your target audience yeah so I've been thinking about how I might use it because I like to drive traffic to my own site because then I own the customer and I can remarket to them and benefit from the customer lifetime value um, so having Amazon attribution is going to be like a football manager with too many good strikers you've got a bit of a headache uh, so possibly, I'm thinking about what I'll do when this is fully available, is run ads to my site, retarget those who don't buy, and drive them back to my page on Amazon. Because typically Amazon has a higher conversion rate yeah. because they've got all that trust with the customer. Everybody knows it's basically going to arrive. So many people have Prime. Even if you don't have Prime, it's going to arrive pretty quickly. So I think that might be uh, at least something that I'll test. Interesting. And you can drive them back to Amazon using your affiliate link as well. So if they don't buy your own product, then you can perhaps yes. make revenue. Yeah. Yes. Although the affiliate program is tricky. You can easily get... I've been banned from Amazon's affiliate program, and I don't even understand why. Um, it's, it's, it's a funny one. Um, Amazon's affiliate program ha- has, has some complex rules. So if you join up saying that you're going to post links on your blog... And then you email your email list with the link. Uh, this is what I did. Um, you can get banned because it, Amazon knows that the traffic came from an email and not from your blog. It's a That's, funny one. Yeah, it is funny. Okay. Well, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to use okay. the word both on one occasion. So use it wisely. Are you ready? Yeah. TikTok or Twitter? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. YouTube or podcast? Podcast. Traffic or leads? Traffic. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Ads or influencers? Influencers. Google ads or Facebook ads? Facebook ads. Email or chat? Email. Martech stack or all-in-one platform? Stack. And one-to-one or scale? Scale. I thought you'd leave your both for that one there as well. I was also maybe a little bit surprised that you chose email over chat, given that um, we already talked about chat software. Is, yep. is email still more important? Email's still number one. Email's still the most powerful, powerful and profitable, in my opinion, um, marketing uh, tool in well, for, for whether in e-commerce, whether you're selling physical products or services, um, 
I remember when chatbot came out and everybody said email's dead or it's dying. Uh, well, that isn't the case. That's proved not to be the case. And in fact, as as chat becomes more regulated, it will become more difficult. There was a gold rush, and now it's getting more regulated. And email, uh, the open rates are lower, but I, I think that um, the 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 goodwill and the trust that you build with your customers and the overall conversion rate over time makes it uh, more beneficial. Everybody checks their emails. Okay, so now it's time for the $10,000 question. If I were to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Okay, um, for my personal brand and my e-commerce brokerage, I would use it to get uh, so the, some of the huge podcasts out there uh, charge fees of th thousands of pounds dollars to you to saying i'm not podcast. a huge podcast <laughs> no digital marketing radio is the biggest and best podcast in the entire universe but um there are podcasts out there that charge uh, enormous sums of money for appearances um so i would i would do that and to measure the success i'd create landing pages unique to that podcast uh, with a free resource and then measure conversions through it and, and potentially give a unique discount code as well uh, and the reason for that is because my target audience, as an e-commerce uh, expert, if you will, and as an e-commerce brokerage, uh, listens to those podcasts. And then for physical products, so, you know, more brands that I'm building, um, influencer marketing. Um, so with my first brand, B-Skier, that worked uh, with micro-influencers, although it took several years to kind of get to a good level. Um, so I'd potentially pay uh, an agency to manage it. Um, a simple sort of ROI measure on that is kind of tricky. Uh, you could use a platform like Refreshin. I use Refreshin a lot with uh, with with Beastgear. It plugs into Shopify to track your conversions and then pay a commission. Um, and that would probably be a good part of it. But otherwise, uh, I might just need to consider like a sort of a, you know taking that ten that ten k and making a ring fenced budget for simply saying I'm going to give up this ten k to just get eyeballs on the brand. I think that's one Using of the most it. comprehensive answers so far on that. I always like diving deeper. Normally, some people give me just one specific answer. I would spend it on content or I would spend it on this. And I have to delve deeper and deeper just to get something really specific and a great example for everyone. But um, I was going to ask you, OK, how would you measure the value of appearing on podcasts? No, nope, you, you shared. Yeah, I would create a bespoke landing page for each podcast and I would, <laughs> I would target my listeners. So I don't think there's any follow up questions I can ask in relation to no, that one. So sorry. I tend to overthink stuff. So that's good. That's really good. So um, let's shift um, the focus then to, to someone else who deserves it. So that is Magical Marketer. Who's an up and coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout out to? What can we learn from them and where can we find them? Sure. Uh, so it's a chap called Paul Harvey, and uh, he is one of the creators of Seller Chatbot, um, which is the tool I mentioned earlier that I really like. Uh, and so he has created this chatbot because he uh, is an e-commerce seller, so he kind of understands what e-commerce sellers want. He's not, I find often, in especially in digital marketing and the online world we're in, you have a lot of people bringing shovels to the gold rush, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, we all need shovels to dig for gold, but it's the shovel sellers who also dig for gold, who understand what people want that are the best. And because Paul Harvey has uh, is an e-commerce seller, he understands what we all need in our chatbot. So he developed a really good one. Uh, so that's sellerchatbot.com. Um, yeah, I, I have no affiliation to that other than I think it's a great tool. 
Superb stuff. Well, um, we have heard um, so much value from you um, there, Ben. Um, you've been listening to Ben Leonard from benleonard.pro. Um, on today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio, um, you, you were sharing so much value in terms of your Instagram funnel to begin with. Um, obviously, your uh, seller chatbot secret software that you shared as well. Uh, I'll make sure that there's links to that, the other software recommendations that you had. Your magical marketer kind of related to that there in the show notes and also in the YouTube description there as well. Um, so you can also, uh, we'll be able to find that on digitalmarketingradio.com. I also want to give a special thanks out to Rebecca Ward from thinksocialbesocial.com for joining us in Clubhouse too. And um, hopefully we can get Rebecca on a future episode um, of Digital Marketing Radio as well. Ben, what's the best social platform? Um, is it Instagram? Is it somewhere else? For, for someone to reach out to you and to say hi. You can say hi on all of them. My handle is Ben Leonard Pro, uh, which is the same as my website, benleonard.pro. Uh, look me up on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll happily say hi on all of those. Um, if you use code DMR on my website, you'll get 10% off the extraordinary Instagram funnel. Wonderful, wonderful. And there's that bespoke call to action, everyone. Go for it. I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts for BTB brands over at castingcred.com. If you want to watch the next episode live, subscribe um, on the Digital Marketing Radio YouTube channel. That's probably the best place to, to do that at the moment if you want to watch live. And um, if you're already listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, other places, leave a review, of course, but tell a friend. It's good to share as well. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio Digital Marketing Radio DigitalMarketingRadio.com Digital